0: Our next guest on the program is about to launch a book entitled A World Undivided, in which we can maybe aim to see healthcare delivery from a different angle and propose a less travelled but more human way forward. He's an infectious disease physician who has worked on the front line of access to healthcare since the early days of the HIV pandemic and is known internationally for establishing the very first antiretroviral drug access program through the UN AIDS Drug Access initiative, and we're lucky enough to have Joseph Saba, the CEO and co-founder of Axius International in the studio. Uh, Joseph, well, congratulations on your work, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's fantastic. We were just discussing off-air. Uh, you came up with the idea of this book, A World Undivided, uh, back in the middle of lockdown in 2020. What inspired you to come up with this book? What, what inspired me is uh, the story of access that started with
1: antiretrovirals 25 years ago, and progressively, I, I found uh, year after year number of gaps in the healthcare system that were actually impeding access of patients to the healthcare system or access to patients to 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 the treatments that uh, are needed the most. So we worked on a number of solutions year after year, and then I thought th- I thought there was now a systemic gap that needed to be filled. That was before. Uh, 2020, before the, the lockdown and the COVID pandemic, when the COVID pandemic came, it became not only a matter of patients; it became a matter of public health. The fact that we are not able to reach the vulnerable patients who are at risk of dying from COVID, uh, we, we locked down the countries. But these patients are the one. That need most care in the hospitals that were overwhelmed with COVID and didn't get their treatment. So, so these were the issues that actually prompt me to. Uh, I was already thinking of like uh, sharing that experience, but that prompted me to to do this book.
2: When you when you write a book, obviously it is because you know there, you you see that there is something which requires to be addressed, and probably an addressal system too. But for all of that, we need to understand what causes the gap what yes. is the reason behind the divide
1: yes what we, what we started is that people could not afford treatment that started with hiv right. and then continued with cancer and many diseases so we need to fix affordability but at we as we were fixing this affordability we found that uh, there were people lost in the system mm-hmm. uh, not even getting diagnosed so we need to diagnose them right and then when we started diagnosing them we found that there were many people who, uh, uh, who actually were not taking their treatment adequately. Mm. You know, I mean, you go to the doctor, you spend Do you? 15, 20, <laughs> you may, at, <laughs> 20 or, t- or, t- or 30 minutes, and then you go, you get prescription, you see yeah. them next month. But what happened when you leave the hospital? Right, you know, yeah. that is the key issue where uh, many things happen uh, when you're out the hospital that may or may not make you take the treatment properly. And we started focusing on that and uh, because we had no way to reach the patient when they leave the hospital. And we and now we have a huge technology. I mean, the bankers, Google knows where you are. <laughs> uh, the uh, the, uh, the bankers. Yep. Uh, know where you are. They where you're spending with you. your money, yeah. Where, where you're spending your money, they connect with you on the apps. We know nothing about our patients. That's what prompted us to start looking at these gaps. Mm-hmm. And, and when COVID came yes we needed to know where these patients are connect to them we connected to our patients because we developed these apps for our own programs mm-hmm. and we worked here with dubai Healthcare authorities with the ministry of presidential affairs to be able to reach more patients who actually couldn't come to the hospital and needed treatment but in fact in the whole world that was the big issue
0: that prompted people access. to lock them access yeah because uh, I've not, uh, noticed this uh, being an Australian yes. uh, there are certain people in really remote areas mm-hmm. it might be a exactly. five or six hour drive right. to go and get a skin cancer check and guess what they don't get, get the checks done because something big comes up because it's a six-hour drive. And nobody reaches out to and them. And nobody reaches that. out where to them. So, so it's, it's, not, it, it's in wealthy countries just as well. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, you don't have to look at some of the developing nations where we think they're not getting access to it. So when we're using this, what is the best example of the technology? Is it video calls? Is it access to apps? Is there one technology that's proven to be more beneficial than others? I think it it is it is a mixture. I mean certainly like sending SMS and notification
1: is good, mm-hmm. but what we found and and actually we published it in in scientific journals is that you still need that human touch when there yeah, yeah. are human connections, you end up uh, you end up having a better outcome. So it should be a mixture of reaching out to you by email, by SMS, by notification whatever, but also from time to time uh, facing or, or or making a phone call.
2: But there's a very interesting point that you make. The human connection. My mum very recently broke her femur. Yes, uh, she Ooh, she, she, really? she got yeah she she got it replaced and now mm. she is you know walking through metal detectors with a beep sound <laughs> coming constantly. Yeah. Uh, During re- once she was back from the hospital after the operation. She insisted that she speak to the doctor and yeah. tell her about her, uh, you know, uh, the, the movement that she's having. Uh, the, the physiotherapist is coming and they're doing the training and everything. But she wanted to speak to the doctor and the doctor was kind enough and he's like, yeah, don't worry. I'll I'll call you every day. That's nice. The surgeon absolutely used to, without fail, at 6.30 in the evening would call my mom and ask me, how are you doing today? Did you walk? How much did you walk? And I, and I, and I know this. My mom is very rigid when it comes to some things. But because the doctor is calling her, she was doing her exercises, yes. she was going for a walk. I mean, right, right now she is, you know, walking without any any external support.
1: Yeah, and, and it's very kind of, of the doctor Absolutely. to do that. But even if the doctor didn't have that much time True.
2: somebody else
1: could do yeah. that at the hospital outside the hospital, outside the hospital help yeah. her, and that is the kind of sur-
0: additional services that are needed it's to actually basic customer service it's it like is when, basic you buy, customer a, when you buy a new right. car you're right. you right generally they'll ring you up two or three days later and ask you what was the
2: service what did yeah. you think of it but, but see but then see medical industry has never functioned that way right no. I, you you want to buy a car because you want to buy a car and more than that they want to sell you a car Right? Yeah. Medical industry doesn't work because I want to sell you my treatment. You come to me because you are unwell. And it is you come to me. Exactly. I don't go to you, doctor.
1: And it is you come to me. Exactly. I don't go to you. Doctors and are not going out trying to sell you.
0: I don't need to go to the to the patient, patient but right. I need
1: to connect with the patient. But, but
0: then there is also I had a doctor, and and his view was sometimes it's better, sometimes it's better to understand the patient than it is the disease. Yes. Yep. yes. A- and you so treat, you uh, treat the patient. So sometimes disease. if I would go in and I'm feeling sick and I'm not well, and he'd say, Lachlan, you're worrying about things too much. And I'm like, yeah,
1: probably. But, but you're right, that, that is true. And you will see many anecdotal stories in my book Uh, uh, about all these Mm -hmm. aspects treating a disease versus treating a patient what does it mean all these aspects yes
0: the book that you've got and that's the reason that you're in here is called A World Undivided Uh, what has the reaction been from some of your your peers in the medical fraternity
1: well uh, uh, it it, the (laughs) How do I say that? Uh, uh, they some of them understand and say, Yes, this is needed. Some of them are like, Yeah, but we are working in the hospital. We need to strengthen the hospital. It's uh, the hospital alone today, with chronic diseases, with the connections that we're talking about, is not enough. You need to build something around the hospital to complement these services. The hospitals are overcrowded. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately the medical community is still very conservative thinking that you oh, know we need to focus on the hospital
2: no that's right in fact these days though i've i've seen this a bit uh, often and, and you know because of my background in medicine and i'll come to that yes these days doctor uh, the hospitals have ceos Hospitals have, you know, uh, managing directors As completely autonomous Exactly, so it it primarily has got into the corporate structure of life too It's just about time that, you know, the the customer service as we call Should probably be added to uh, that lineup too But, you know, I mean, uh, as I was saying, I come from a medical background I was doing my research in formulation, uh, medical formulations Great Uh, There was a time when we were preparing and trying to find out Come up with new formulations for a foreign market I, I was in India okay india needs medicine more than any other country because of you know the, the rural makeup True, of the country definitely, definitely. Yeah, we would we would uh, come up with newer formulations i was working on metformin hydrochloride sustained release uh, and and once it was confirmed by the fda and approvals came through what happened there was a company in jordan that gave us the first consignment order uh-huh. wasn't a company in india interesting right yeah. why because again it is the requirement that we see that oh we need it in India it was like oh don't worry we have the old systems we don't that's need the sustained release formulation right. we'll take that pill thrice a day we are happy with it
0: it is change it is, it
2: yeah.
1: is
0: the resistance to change wonderful well to, to get a copy of this book where's the best place uh, Joseph anyone can the get the book will
1: be launched on 14th of March and uh, it will be on Amazon and a number
0: of other retail shops wonderful well. that's the best place to get in touch with uh, what is a uh, fantastic reading are you going to recommend uh, medical students at universities this becomes part of the, uh, uh, the the reading the reading criteria yeah i would hope so we we it is really about
1: time to use this digital mm-hmm. revolution yes. to actually transform the healthcare system
0: Wonderful. Well, congratulations on all of your work uh, over the course of your career, uh, but also uh, taking the path and finishing this. The book is entitled A World Undivided Proposing Healthcare Delivery from a Different Angle. The CEO and co founder of Axios International. Uh, Joseph Saba, thank you for joining us on TSB. Thank you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen